0: How we judge a student's learning abilities has far-reaching effects. The scores they get on their standardized tests and SAT may determine the college they enroll in and in turn the route their life takes. That's why it's so important to get classroom assessments right. We talk with educational psychologist Chad Gotch on how we can improve our education evaluations and why classroom assessment is like taking a road trip. Buckle up, Education Eclipse starts now.
1: Education News and
0: Research, it's Education Eclipse from Washington State University.
1: Back here on Education Eclipse with clinical assistant professor Chad Gotch. Not only is he a professor in educational psychology, but he's also a research associate in the college's Learning and Performance Research Center. Chad, I'm, I'm glad you could join me today. And really what I wanna to talk to you about, because most of the time I'm just talking research with, with, with different faculty, but I wanna to talk to you about something that you guys are gonna be doing that is very service oriented. That's right. So you recently, received, we'll say an honor or the privilege of being able to to do a video. So you guys are gonna be making a video that does what? So tell me about the video, about this project you're gonna be doing.
0: Sure, so uh, the the short and sweet of it is that we've got a team that's gonna put together a video on classroom assessment, an an instructional video that'll break down some fundamentals and um, put it into a nice digestible uh, package. And um, it's a project that's sponsored by the National Council on Measurement and Education, what we call NCME. Um, and if listeners listeners have uh, been able to make it through that, uh, <laughs> NCME, it's actually it's actually an organization that you've interacted with, even if you don't know it. Um, so it's folks like me who are in universities that uh, look at how people learn and how do we capture that learning. It's also um, a fair amount of people from testing companies. So if you've taken the SAT, if you've taken the ACT, things like that, you've interacted with NCME.
1: Yeah, I probably failed them both, so. <laughs> um,
0: and so N- NCME, uh, this is kind of a special deal for them. They put out a call uh, last spring to do uh, instructional videos. They, they recognize that there's a gap um, between them and the actions that are affecting people, uh, you know, through tests.
1: Sure, so let's just say Susie has three kids in the public school system and her life, her kids' lives are somehow affected by the work of NCME, but she never, she doesn't know, she doesn't know how, how it affects her.
0: That's right, so there's, um, there's this gap between all of the work that's going on to do things like the SAT and those some of those big tests that your kids would be taking in the schools and NCME recognizes that that they they needed um, they needed to fill that gap they needed to reach out the, the outreach materials that they had the resources they had were getting kinda stale they're probably 20 years old or more and a lot's changed in the last 20 years and so they recognized this need they put out a call for people to basically pitch ideas um, for the instructional videos so that they, they could reach out to parents, to the general public, to policymakers. Um, so when I learned of this opportunity, I jumped on it. Uh, you, you know me, I'm, I'm a pretty mellow fellow. But I'm a mellow fellow. So I'm a pretty mellow fellow. Um, but I, I saw this and, and I jumped on it because th- this is the kind of thing for me. Um, a lot of the people that I work with, they do good technical work um, that's really needed so that when we have these, these tests and we're deciding people's fates, there's good construction of those tests and, and you know, we've got good technical uh, properties there. Um, my interests though are in, in bridging gaps. Um, so this was right in where, you know, where I'm hoping to, to make an impact. And it also just aligns perfectly with WSU's land grant mission. Um, so this is really service, not only to the state, but ac- across the whole country. And I would say that it
1: actually aligns very well with many of the grand challenges right now that have been cited by WSU, societal grand challenges. If you were to go down that list, you could probably identify, you know, various things, advancing opportunity and equity. Right. Healthy uh, communities. Healthy communities, mm-hmm. any number of those things, and, and it would it would fall under that. Now National Council on Measurement in Education, measurement could be, it's broad enough to encompass a lot of different things. One of those would be classroom assessment. Right. How, how, how did you wake up one day and just say, hey, wait a second, classroom assessment sounds <laughs> so like so much fun.
0: Right, so how do we choose that? <laughs> um, it Basically because it matters. Um, there's, in education, especially education research, um, there's a lot of fuzziness around the, the kinds of things that we can say, because we're working in environments that we've got teachers affecting things. We've got students, you know, what, what's the group of students like? If you're a teacher, you know that that dynamic is different year to year, even across the year, it can change. Um, we've, kids are just plain wiggly, right? Um, so it's, it's hard to really put your finger on things in education that we know make a difference but classroom assessment is one of them. It's what the teachers and the students are living every day. Uh, if you're a parent, it's what you see coming home. Uh, it might be what the kid's working on or what they're sharing that they've worked on in class. When you go in for a parent-teacher conference, that's what you're seeing. Um, and we know that good assessment can yield really good results.
1: So what, uh, what would good assessment be like? Because in my mind, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of listeners would, would think, Okay, when a teacher knows what is being assessed, they will conform to just meet what is the desired objective of that assessment. And, you know, they, they'll they be able to, to figure out, they'll know the right answers, they'll know the right thing to do while that assessment's taking place. Uh, and then outside of that, you know, it's anybody's guess what, what could or does happen. So what makes really good classroom assessment?
0: Okay. Um, well, I... I um I tend to work in metaphors. It's amazing we've made it this far and I don't think I've dropped one yet. Um, but I have one that I've used with, with um, practicing teachers and with, with students preparing to become teachers here. That seems, that seems uh, to communicate what you're asking. Okay, so I'll, I'll go, I was I'll hoping go there. for a good riddle, but I'll, I'll take a metaphor. <laughs> a metaphor. We'll <laughs> go for a metaphor. So, you, you and I, we're both baseball fans, right? Huge baseball um, fans. So, let's say we want to go on a road trip. We'll go down to okay. Oakland. We're going to go cheer the Mariners on against the Athletics. Okay. Right? And so, let's, we're in the car together, but now imagine that we're in a car that has no speedometer, it has no odometer, no gas gauge, no clock. Okay. Okay. So as you and I are making this trip, we can probably feel all right about decisions for how fast we're going, when we need to stop for, to refuel, be it the car or ourselves, um, how long the trip's taken, but we wouldn't have as much confidence in those decisions as if we had those, those tools, those pieces of information while we're driving. right? And while we're driving, it's not like you learn to drive and then you learn how to read the speedometer, right? Or you say, Chad I'll drive but I need you to watch the gas gauge, right? <laughs> it's a part of driving, okay? And so that's what we look for in in good classroom assessment is a teacher using uh, using appropriate tools to make good decisions and having it really be embedded in the work. And so, Um, What we look for is a a balance across the kinds of tools, the kinds of information that we're gathering. So, we might assess just observationally, what are the looks on the kids faces, what's their energy level, are they dialed in, what's their body posture and all that. We might have questions that we're asking in the class, it might be to the whole class, it might be to one student at a time. We might give the students small tasks to do. It might be a little project in class, it might be a homework assignment, a worksheet. And what we're looking for are little windows into the students' thinking. And...
1: Beyond the fact that they get excited for recess. I mean, we know that. Right,
0: (laughs) right. And, And all of these things should be aligned toward what the students need to learn. But we also can assess for more than just learning, right? So we can assess for the motivations that students are demonstrating, their attitudes toward learning, um, how they're working together collaboratively, how if they're developing skills to look at things critically, either in their problem solving or maybe in a multicultural environment. Um, And we also wanna see students active in demonstrating and determining ways that they can show the improvement that they're making. And then another key part of it is support from the administration the administration, I'm gonna I'm gonna work a second metaphor into my answer here. Um, You're out of control now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we wanna see assessment as a flashlight, not a hammer. Okay. okay. It should be showing us things, not being used to punish the teacher, or punish the students for what they don't know.
1: But I mean, do you think that that is something that is a prevailing thought that's out there? You talk about bridging the gap with this instructional video. What I really think that means is informing informing parents or other constituents uh, about what it is that you're doing or about what it is that you know NCME is doing and so you talk flashlight mm-hmm. hammer I mean that's really what we're talking about.
0: Yeah and I think um, the going back to the idea of, a, of classroom assessment really mattering if, um, if if you're doing it well all these things are helping students with their learning and their motivation if you're doing it poorly, there can be pretty profound effects, negative effects, that can be long-lasting. And that's where a lot of the the perception would come from assessment, because pretty much any of us can think of times in our experiences where assessment was used in a way that kind of put us down and didn't make us feel good. Um, And so I think what we're we're aiming for with the video is to um, to help out parents, to help out, it could be policymakers. I think it could be teachers as well. Um, you know, NCMEs focused more kind of outside the school as their audience, but I think I think we can reach teachers. Um, this particular area, it's it's um, a topic that a lot of teachers don't really get formal training in before they go into the classroom. Uh, we're fortunate here in, at WSU that we've got a couple good. Um, really, really strong classroom assessment courses, and our, and our teachers um, come out prepared. Um, but they, I'm sure they could still use a good refresher. And so, what we would hope to do is um, provide something that's nice and bite sized that hits the, the, the really key points around assessment and how it can be used um, for good, for, for, for improving students' learning and motivation, how parents and how parents. Um, can approach the teachers say during a parent-teacher conference sure. or if they're concerned about their child how, how, can, they, how can they approach a teacher um, a, a, with, a, with a conversation about how the kids doing and how would they, how would they know if, if there's improvement and those kinds of things?
1: So if, if I were to take that even further and say we have an idea what good classroom assessment looks like, we've done the research, we are, we are sharing this information with parents is there any other therefore what? What is the end result? Because using your metaphor in the end we're, st- we're still driving to Oakland right? <laughs> we're in the Oakland Coliseum whereas we could also be saying yeah but if we wait maybe the Mariners will play in San Francisco it's a nice new ballpark and we'll just wait a few months. So mm-hmm. you know what is the the end aside from maybe ha- helping parents feel capacity, uh, helping them understand the language helping them be able to speak to their to their teacher with a little more confidence and, and, and grasp. It's like here's a metaphor. I go to the doctor. I, I don't understand a darn thing that they tell me afterward. I usually have to record it and, and then show it to my wife who's a lot more medically adept than I am. So mm-hmm. so I get like that that's important for parents to be able to talk. but what else? I mean you mentioned policymakers, I, I mean what's the real end result?
0: the real end result would would be with the kids um, so yeah you might you might go to the doctor and the doctor is taking lots of different assessments right and it's a part of their practice in the usually same way usually with cholesterol <laughs> so they they they're taking um, they're, they're gathering a lot of information to make decisions and ultimately you want to come out healthy right um, if we're if we go back to our metaphor we, yeah we're driving to Oakland um, but if we if we use if we use the information that we have well and we make good decisions, we successfully arrive in Oakland and watch the Mariners clinch the pennant, right? Okay. There and you so, go. <laughs> and so even wh- if
1: it's in an older ballpark,
0: <laughs> that's right, right? <laughs> um, and and so with classroom assessment, it's it's about the kids and um, making sure that, or really helping all of the people who have a hand in moving a kid along, right? So teachers, parents, the policymakers, the students themselves, um, giving them a tool to help them understand this this environment that's got a little bit complex and contentious um, and and typically is you know is, is one that people come into with not the most positive attitude. Um, so it's it's a little bit um, selling on, on the potential there and then, and then getting people oriented in the right way so that we can we can practice well in the classroom and outside the classroom and have students achieve the best possible outcomes that they can
1: i appreciate uh, letting me know letting all of us know more about this so let me ask one other question uh, just to to take it away, so if for I, I don't foresee this happening, but let's just say that the assessment on you as a professor and research associate is not very good okay <laughs> do you do you, do you have a future as a sabermetrician in baseball I mean uh, are you <laughs> new to the assessment because the mariner's new general manager he, he Jerry De was seen as a, very strong in analytics. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I think I would, I would depend on uh, the hardcore statisticians to carry that out. And maybe I could communicate with the bloggers about what, uh, (laughs) what the data mean.
1: (laughs) Excellent. I appreciate it. Chad Gottsch, a clinical assistant professor here at the College of Education, a research associate in the Learning and Performance Research Center. Chad, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about this fantastic project. I can't wait to see the videos when they come out. I can't either. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.